same old trouble Villains always knocking at the door Pretty pictures on the page But nothing ever stays the same True Believers, welcome back to Graphically Novel Episode 3 Today we're going to talk about Hellraiser. Blazer. Hell Blazer. Don't do that again. Hell Blazer. My name is Josh Wasta, aka Fallout Fieri, and the really just friend to John Constantine, or John Constantine to friends, really, if we're following the uh, villain trope. It's Bear, pretty much. Yeah, I haven't killed you yet, but I'm sure that'll happen sooner or later. That's true. We have kind of an extra special episode. We're going off of our beaten path a little bit today. We're in the DC verse. That that too. <laughs> it, it's okay. It's still Vertigo. We're gonna actually not just talk about the recent TV show, which you all may be familiar with, Constantine, Matt Ryan, who I will talk about my great love for him. We also have a 2005 movie with Keanu Reeves Ooh, that was rated R for some ungodly reason. We just got done wa- refreshing ourselves on that, so that'll be interesting. And then, of course, we're going to go over the first graphic novel of Hellblazer itself. To start with, Bear, what did you think of the series? Uh, the series? I mean, it was a CW series, so there were some things that you had to get past. But as far as CW series go, like, that's one of the only ones that I might actually go back to and watch more of. I think the special effects were pretty damn good. It really follows the whole, like, John Constantine as a tortured soul bit very well. I think it incorporated the most elements from the graphic novel. Yeah, obviously everything got mixed and meshed around and didn't happen in the same timeline. Like I said, I think it incorporated the most elements out of all of it. To piggyback on that, one thing that I'll start before we get all sorts of stuff in our Twitter feed. Mm -hmm. The original show, I don't know if you remember this, was NBC. It was not CW. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that because they moved. They moved him over to, first he appeared in Arrow and then he went to Legends of Tomorrow. Just in case anybody out there really, really loved Matt Ryan's John Constantine and wants to see him in anything, you've got a couple episodes of Arrow. I think through the end of one of the seasons he's in it and then he joins the Legends of Tomorrow. I ended up actually watching Legends of Tomorrow just because I liked I might have to go watch Legends of Tomorrow. Just yeah. for Constantine. It's pretty silly. Uh, uh, those of you that haven't seen Constantine and want to know where to go find the series, you can find it on the CW Seed, which is a free streaming channel. Yeah, yeah. They they. It looks like the CW made some sort of deal with NBC to get even the back catalog. So that And also, there's two, well, one for sure, animated movies. Yes. Did you see the animated? Yeah. The animated stuff was awesome. Like, yeah. It's just like a two-part miniseries. I was talking with friends of mine or ours cat troy and they they said it all came on one dvd that honestly was probably some of my favorite stuff like i almost like that better than i like the the graphic novel well they they got to explore a little bit more of the stuff that they left hanging in the the tv series they get into that a little bit with legends of tomorrow too to kind of wrap up his uh his story from the tv series when i started watching the show i couldn't figure out why i immediately had an affinity for the Matt Ryan Constantine. And then I figured it out when I looked up his IMDb and he voiced Edward in Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which is my favorite video game of all time. Video game series in general. I was predisposed to like him, but Matt Ryan does a phenomenal job. So for your first time reading Hellblazer, the comic. Uh, Well, this wasn't my first time. I had actually, Shiny had introduced me to Hellblazer not long after the movie came out, actually, he's like, if you want to see, you know, if you want to see where this came from, I have graphic novels. And so 
when you handed me original sins here, I opened it up and instantly went, Oh, I've seen this before, but I reread the whole thing anyways, just because it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that haven't read it yet, if you want to dive into the DC verse, the end of the graphic novel also starts to tie in, minor spoiler alert, starts to tie in Swamp Thing, but you find that out in the prologue if you read that. John Constantine originally was a Swamp Thing character. He first showed up in Swamp Thing and he was created by Alan Moore when Alan Moore was doing Swamp Thing. Oh, I didn't realize that's where it started. Yep. That's why he has the connection with Swamp Thing and why it's a back and forth. That's, uh, yeah, well, that's a callback to where he came from. Swamp Thing is one of those things that I want to go back and read because I remember the movie when I was a little, little kid and that movie scared the bejesus out of me, but I loved it. I watched it over and over. Wore out that VHS tape. Well, it's funny because as we get into DC stuff here, it is no secret to people that know me, but I think it's the first time I said it on the show. I'm not a huge DC guy. Vertigo is a lot of my stuff and actually Hellblazer, longest running Vertigo comic. Sandman, I think Fables is out of Vertigo. All of that stuff I, I really like, but it's not DC regular. My favorite regular DC thing, unfortunately, does not yet have a media thing for us to go over, and that's the Injustice series. Where, oh, yeah. Where there was some good stuff there. Superman goes crazy and takes over the world. Well, it's amazing. We'll yeah. talk about Superman, I'm sure, in another show, but Superman really, in my personal opinion, Superman didn't get interesting until he died. Well, that's true. Anyway, back to Constantine's. The graphic novel is very, very different than the series. Not, I think it, all three incarnations that we're going to talk about when we get to the Keanu Reeves movie version as well, very different versions of John Constantine. Yeah, definitely. All the video versions incorporated a lot more humor, albeit, I mean, I you expect it to be dark humor, but not a lot of humor in the actual graphic novel. No, he's a stoic dude who just... <laughs> does dumb things and gets his friends killed. Yes, pretty yeah, much. I mean, it's, it's pretty intense. There's a lot of, like I said, the tortured soul and more what I would probably call birth than I would humor. Yeah, it is not a good thing to be John Constantine's friend. The show got a little bit into that, like touched on it. You should be warned, audience, if you do go and pick up Hellblazer and you're expecting it to be like the show, John Constantine is a real prick in the comics. I mean, he's difficult to get along with and makes some poor decisions in the show, but it, it borders on soulless in the comic. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, Keanu Reeves is a, is a shiny, happy, cheery Jolly Constantine by comparison. Yeah, so let's jump over to that. The Keanu Reeves 2005 Constantine movie, widely panned. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people we know not a fan of it. I think we both really liked it. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It's not as much doom and gloom as I think it probably should be. And if you've ever seen actual deleted scenes, if those would have been in the movie, they would have added so much more to it. I think you would have got more out of it and got more of that standard John Constantine feel. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why that movie got an R rating. Yeah. Yeah, weird time because looking at it and watching it just today, I, yeah, I don't, I don't either. I mean, other than things that by today's standards would be like PG thirteen scary. Yeah, I mean, so there was a couple of scenes of suicide, which was his own. Uh, the ending of that movie makes the movie. We look, you look that up. Uh, Peter Stormare as the devil was just amazing, but. Personally, my best number one incarnation of the devil. Really? Yeah, better than what was the movie with the prophecy? Yeah, the prophecy. Like that was good. Don't get me wrong, but this was this was better. This was a really good devil. My my, I would put him in my third, my top two shuffle, and that's in uh, the prophecy or Devil's Advocate. 
Oh, where you I got forgot about Pacino, Prophecy, and Devil's Advocate. Those Pacino, yeah, yeah, no, so I still think I got to give it to Peter Stormare. All right, but yeah, those are that's a that's a brilliant top three. Although I will say Stormare, his performance falls somewhere in between those two too, because oh, Vigo's yeah. was very like. You could see Stormare's performance and Vigo Mortensen's take on it were similar. Vigo Mortensen went way more amp with it. Oh, and way more, way more of that animal approach. Right. You know, right. I, I think Peter got a nice in between of the dirty used car salesman and the, the animal that wants to rip you apart. And a little giddy child thrown out. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, looking at these versions. If you had to say to someone who was like, I really only don't know anything about the character, should I read the graphic novel, watch the movie, or watch the series? I would start with the animated bit, because that's an hour out of your time. It's a two short bits. If you like that, move on to the graphic novel, then dink around with the actual live action series just to lighten your <laughs> lighten <laughs> things up a little bit, you know? Right. Yeah, because you're, you're going to be pretty depressed after you get done with the graphic novel. And I actually have been following the graphic novel for quite some time. When Jen and I moved in together, she happened to have the first 10 or so, maybe even 15 graphic novels that a friend of hers that it had passed away had, had left her and so all of a sudden i was able to go through it again and i really really enjoy the comic book but i have to say matt ryan's interpretation of john constantine is it's a little easier to stomach and it's definitely the the middle ground to make him a likable character we've talked a lot about if somebody is likable in a comic john constantine is not a likable character I mean, I like John Constantine, but I'm kind of prick, so. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so there you go. Bear's vote is go watch Constantine. Was it called City of Demons? City of Demons. Yep. All right. Let's talk about differences in characters a little bit. We talked about the different versions of Constantine. How about the different versions of Kaz, his stalwart companion? Kaz, Chaz, however you want to. Yeah, Kaz. Um, Kaz in the show and the comic. Well, it goes between Kaz and Chaz in the comic. And then Chaz in the movie, played by actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> uh, I, Shia LaBeouf's performance was probably the the lowest of, on, of the three or four, however many different versions that we've got here. Just because the teen slash 20-something... Yeah, that was a weird choice. Yeah. I found that that was a very weird choice. I really like the... From the series. Yeah. Like, that that guy... I had a hook that brings you in just about right away. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, what's the deal with this guy? Especially since he's been John's friend for a very long time and somehow hasn't died. That was one of the nice things that I, I remember too, is that they pulled a lot of the, they made sure that they kept a lot of the background bits the same. You don't see any of those background bits in the Keanu Reeves movie. All the other bits kind of take the John Constantine youth story and, you know, they hint at it the whole time and they always talk about Astra and they talk about, was it, I can't remember. I was trying to remember the town. Was was it Liverpool? I don't think it was Liverpool. I don't think it was Liverpool, but it is is definitely a town that is referred to. Yeah, they're like, well, they're, you know, this thing happened. He never there. talks about this thing. They always reference a town, and I don't remember what the t- name of the town was. Right, and then it's the same thing in the series. They actually whole clock bring in Astra and this whole idea of 
what has happened sure that they don't remember if in the first season they ever really get to it it's the it's the hook for the season of legends of tomorrow uh, they talk about it right away in the first in the first episode at least they talk about astro right yeah and then i don't remember <laughs> the character that they bring in right away in the first episode the female character yes. and then she disappears and you don't see her again for several episodes at least i don't know if you see her again ever you? yeah you do Later, later in the season. Out. Funny story. That is the same character that is the romantic lead in the movie, and they cannot be more different. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. No, that's totally. Yeah, that's completely different. <laughs> the movie got a couple of things right. There, there are a couple like callbacks. There's a couple fun things. The the glass on the table. Yeah, uh, scene and stuff like that. A couple other bits and pieces that are cool callbacks, but for the most part, it's it's really the sanitized version of Hellblazer. Somebody else said, and we will get to our episode on Lucifer, but since Lucifer, the the show, is a DC Comics property, he originally appeared in Sandman, which is another Vertigo. What do you think the chances are now that it's on Netflix, or or in general, you know, if there was enough call for it for a Matt Ryan Constantine to show up in Lucifer or vice versa. Do you think those characters are are cemented enough, those actors with those characters? Having not seen enough of Lucifer yet to really see how that would fit. I mean, I, I think it would be cool. TV and movie industry has not really gotten into a whole lot of crossover stuff yet. One would think that they would. Like, you, you bring so many markets together that you would think that producers would jump on that stuff. But I'm really surprised that, that DC went their own way with their own streaming service and didn't just once they saw Disney snatching stuff up, that they didn't jump at the opportunity to just make their DC stuff Netflix. That's fair. Yeah, I would figure that they would want to get on board with somebody. But in this day and age, everybody's putting together their own streaming service on CBS, right? Thought that they could yeah. do it based, basically just based off of Big Bang Theory and the new Star Trek. They might get my five bucks a month with the new art series. Oh, okay, that's fair. Or a bunch of people will just get it off the internet. Yeah. Yeah, it's the realities of, of just the market that are kind of weird. So how about, theoretically, DC Online starts doing gangbusters somehow? I'm sure I will get it because Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, Titans will all be, I'm sure, stay tuned. Knock out a bunch of DC Online episodes. Titans is darker. From what I'm hearing, Swamp Thing is going to be like more of a horror show. I hope so, because, yeah. God, like I said, when I was a kid, that movie was terrifying. Do you think that Constantine show resurrected on there? We talked about how we, we needed more sex, violence, and blood in the, in the 2005 movie. In the movie, yeah. Basically, just needed more. We needed more to be called an R rating, really. But we've also seen a series in which Matt Ryan has done amazing things with that character. The writers have done amazing things with that character. And it was on network TV. It didn't need the things that you can get away with. Which is, I don't know if they have more. There's plenty of violence, plenty of blood, plenty of magic. Magic starts out a little hokey in the series, but gets better. Right. I was actually really surprised that the animated series had the sex in it than it did. Or the animated bits, the two episodes. The graphic novel, they talk about it all the time. It's like John Constantine pretty much thinks with the small head instead of the big head most of the time. Which is, which is great. Do you think that the series has been missing that? Like... We're just talking about the series at this point. Nothing else that he's in, animated or not. If they were to resurrect the series on the DC streaming thing, have John Constantine doing his F Batman moment that they had for Titans. 
So that'd be awesome. I gotta he can keep watching so I can see that. Um, he can smoke. Yeah, if he can. If he's got his own, if he's got his own station and they're out doing it on the CW, yeah, I bet you they can. I would hope that they would turn it up more. That's my personal hope. As long as they're sitting on the CW, I don't think that's gonna happen. All right. Any final thoughts? Any final questions? Go watch City of Demons. <laughs> There we go. Go watch City of Demons and hit us up on Twitter and in Facebook. You can find us under Graphically Novel. That's two L's. That is our Twitter tag. That is our Facebook. Two L's and Graphically. Yes, Graphically. (laughs) Just making sure that people know there's not two L's in Novel. Right. (laughs) I suppose that's true. We do have a Twitch. I still don't know if we're going to do Twitch. Yeah, I still don't know if we're going to do that much on Twitch. Actually, they're going to look at us? No. Okay, good. You don't... That helps scare people. I do that through the PS4. So, yeah, I've been thinking about trying to figure out how to hook it up to a 360 so I could play like the old Ultimate Alliance games and things like that. Oh, that could be entertaining. Yeah. Okay. And definitely tune in next week or in two weeks for episode four, which will be the Umbrella Umbrella Academy, Academy. which we should have Jen for that one. So we will be three. Again, come on back. See you in two weeks. That does it for us here at Graphically Novel. We're adding this little bumper in here to talk a little bit about Vandello, the band that did our theme song. I still have to go see them in concert yet. Ah, well, music's great. We're going to get that through. You can find them at vandelloband.com. They're one of my favorites, and they were kind enough to decide to do a little Eastern Iowa mixing of some art and help us out, and we want to make sure to promote them. So check out their single that is on YouTube. It's called Mixology 101. Really cool, jazzy song. Love it. As for us, you can find us on graphicallynovel.com. You can find us on Twitter at graphicallynovel. And since this is your part, uh, yeah, well, sooner or later, I'll get on Facebook. I mean, we do have a Facebook group. So if you want to like us on Facebook, that would be awesome. I, sh- I still don't have a Twitter account yet either. And as for any podcast that you listen to, there's the rate, review, subscribe, that whole sort of thing. So us, like oh, us, love us. <laughs> that's why we do this. We, we want to be liked and loved. Well, I mean, I am loved, but digitally. I like you too. Digitally. <laughs> All right, in the meantime, take it away, Vandello. Come with me, I'll tell a story that you might have heard before. Graphically novel, but the same old trouble, villains always knocking at the door. Pretty pictures on the page, but nothing ever stays the same. Come at me, now show you something you ain't never seen before. Right or wrong, or can't we all just get along? My mask is no different than yours. Pretty pictures on the screen, but nothing's ever as it. So brings out the price of shit. Do 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 Loved or hated by the millions, but maybe it's wrong. 
Maybe it's right, but you don't want to see my bad Maybe it's wrong, maybe it's right, but you don't want to see my 